morning, everybody. Thanks for coming back. Have you guys had a great weekend or what? Are, are you the diehards? You've been here for all of them, haven't you? I see a lot of familiar faces here in the front row. Good to have you back here on Sunday at this great event. I was just telling Charles Leno here, this has been, uh, for me and Tom, I, I think I speak for Tom, this has been one of the most incredible professional experiences in my career this weekend, honestly. It's been great conversation and feeding off your energy as well. I, I think for us, for everybody, for the old players and new players, it's been a great learning experience. Because I think, yeah, you understand there's 100 years in existence of the franchise. But until you're a young guy and you hear the, how passionate a guy like O.B. Ed Obradovich was yesterday and how much it means for him to sit up here on the stage with, you know, Akeem Hicks and Hall of Famers, Dan Hampton and Tommy Harris and Chris Zorich, it's just an incredible experience for all of us. And I know we talk a lot about the scrapbook that was put together by Dan Pompey and Don Pearson. You got to read it because as much as you think you know about the Bears, as much as you invested in all the games on both TV and in person, it's, it's, it's an opportunity. It's a book like no other. And so I think it's a great opportunity to learn more about the Bears and cheer louder when this season comes. And new chapters being written by gentlemen like this, the Pro Bowlers. Kyle Fuller and Charles Leno Jr. I'm going to start with Kyle. How about opening night? Now, was your adrenaline pumping? I mean, you come out in the, that sharp-looking jersey, love it, and the whole night was just, there, there was so much great conversation going on in that back room. It was just a great moment for all generations. How, how did you feel about that night? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, we were all looking forward to it. I feel like, you know, over the last couple of weeks, you've been hearing about it. A lot of people, you know, just going around town on the golf course, things like that. People were talking about the 100-year celebration. And then just to get here and see all the older guys and some of the older guys you played with a couple years ago, um, you know, it was amazing. Uh, just good to be around them. And you know what, Charles? Not many franchises in sports can pull something like this off because it's 100 years. It's just this unbelievable journey through professional sports and the building of something from the ground up that this franchise has been able to do and that you've been a big part of now here in the last many years. Did you feel that on Friday night? Yeah, absolutely. Um, just being back there with all those guys, like going all the way from the beginning to the end, you see just like greatness from all levels. And it's just, it was just amazing. You can feel the buzz, you can feel the vibe in there. There was a lot of energy. Um, guys just feeding ideas and just, you know, telling stories from back in the day. That was like the coolest thing, just listening to stories from older players and, you know, how the, how the game has changed. That was just awesome. I have a question for both of you guys about last year. You know, when you embark on the journey of professional football, it's a really rewarding opportunity, but there's not a lot of fun because there's so much competitiveness, there's so much work, and it's every single day, whether you're at practice being evaluated or the results of your efforts in the game. So both of you guys, is last year the first year you've actually had fun? Because what I'm saying is you get drafted, you're in the first round, you go through the contract scenario that you went through, then you get rewarded because of the effort, and then all of a sudden, I've never seen a season of more fun in my life. Charles, you get drafted later, you, you, all of a sudden you become the left tackle, you haven't missed a snap, you get rewarded with the contract. You, you, for God's sakes, you get engaged on the field after a game. <laughs> Thank you. 
That was great. That was, that was awesome. For both of you guys, can you talk about the fun of last year um, for all of us? Yeah, I would definitely say last year was the most fun I've had since I've been here. Um, you know, a lot of that has to do with winning, but uh, I think just the team that we had, you know, I think the way we gelled together, um, you know, I think that's what, you know, I think that's what really separated, you know, last year, you know, to the others since I've been here. Yeah, I mean, last year was amazing. Um, I mean, I was just telling Kyle a few a uh, few minutes ago before he came on stage, like, we came in the draft together, like, first round, seventh round in 2014, and we went through a rough time. And we finally saw what it felt like to win and perform at a high level. So it was just fun, and we were just like, we don't want this to stop. We want this to keep going. We want to keep getting better. Like, we're not stopping right here. Oh, you know, just look at that photo right there. I mean, that's what it's all about right there, with, with each other. That family, that tight family that you guys put together. As you look at that picture, both of you guys, what goes through your head? Uh, go ahead. I think for me, just a, a lot of hard work, you know, to be able to have moments like that. Um, you know, everybody, all the guys doing it together, which makes it even more special. And just to be able to enjoy it, you know, as a group. Same exact thing. That's, everybody looks at that picture, you can see all this fun. And don't get me wrong, that was, that's great. But behind that is a, is a lot of hard work, a lot of dedication, a lot of guys, you know, pushing themselves to the maximum limit. And that's what happens when you do that. You know, it's kind of funny. You talked about Kyle being the first rounder the same year that you were drafted, Charles. In the year I was drafted, uh, Willie Galt and Jimbo Covert were the first rounders. And Willie didn't even know that he and I played in the Hula Bowl together just because you don't cross paths that much. You're, you're separated in time as soon as you get to the locker room, as soon as you get drafted, you're in two different meeting areas. Your lockers aren't near each other. How long was it before you and Kyle in your rookie year had conversations with each other? Did you become immediately close or were you separated in the football existence that I talk about? Oh No, we, we had to spend time together because Tony Medlin put us in a basement. That's what he does to the rookies. He just throws us in the basement and you force the rookies to talk to each other. So we had to talk early, but yeah, like, but right after that, Kyle goes to defensive room, I go to office room and it's kind of like, hey, what's up, how you doing? And it's right on by and you're just trying to figure out how to be an NFL player as a rookie. So it's just really cool, like seeing our, our uh, journey, like, you know, just go away and then come right back together, go away and come right back together. It's just intertwined. Yeah, I think I remember when we first got here, you didn't meet everyone until you, you know, you, to the first day you come in and you have all these things for the rookies. But like Leno said, the rookie locker room was separate. So, you know, we were all, you know, it felt like we were all just together in there. Um, I remember, you know, days when we leave practice and we're all just new to it. Just go down there and just, you know, just talk about how crazy it is and, you know, just that we're actually where we do, are. But, do you uh, think it's a good idea? I mean, Tony's done this for a long time. Yes, and so Tony Medlin's the Bears equipment manager for decades, and it's a small room. I mean, you feel totally isolated, and it's almost like you have to, you know, climb that ladder to, to, to get into the big, the big locker room, but do you think it's a good idea for those rookies to bond and get to know each other to then transition into the big guys' room? For yeah, sure. I definitely think so. Yeah. You, you what are the benefits? Uh, I, I, one thing I liked about going down to lock, the rookie locker room in the uh, old part of the facility was I, you felt like a lot of the guys in the past had done that. So, you know, it's like a tradition. But then just so that you can kind of, you know, 
separate yourself and you know you all take it in together and I mean it'd be good to kind of learn some things from the uh, from the older guys but also something where you know you have to work and you know to get that privilege to be around those guys and uh, you know something to look forward to I agree that's that's the biggest benefit like you want it's like a stepping stone like you start here and you have to work your way up and that's what I agree like I think that was a great privilege I think that's a an awesome thing to do because you are a rookie, you, you, you haven't made it yet. You have to earn your stripes before you get up. You know, just to give a little bit further of an explanation, so now in the modern day Hallis Hall, the rookies are literally in a basement, and there's a small room, and they have these metal lockers, and it's, it, you know, built for 10 guys, but there's 30 in there. So you're sweaty, you're hot, you're getting taped, and then you come out this basement door, up this outside staircase, and then you start seeing what the field and what the practice situation's like. And then, eventually, through the course of time, if you do earn a spot on the roster, and then you move your locker up into where all the big guys are. Now you're in a spacious locker room. You have your own space. And it's really intimidating. It's intimidating when you come up that staircase, and then it's intimidating the first time you open that locker room door and you kind of find your place. And, you know, you're just kind of looking out of the side of your eyes, not making eye contact with anybody. So that whole transition is a great part of your career. Yeah, that's kind of funny because, and then once you get like a weekend, all the rookies will feel like they've kind of, you know, they feel more comfortable and they get to walking around. And if you walk into the locker room, it's kind of like if a coach walks into the locker room and they, people look at you like, what you doing here? Like, you don't belong in here. So uh, if you try, if you sneak in there, they'll look at you a little crazy, but uh, you know, they're all cool about it. And then, you know, that's just, you know, something to look forward to. Are you guys an early arrival for the day or are you guys, you know, like me, I was so nervous about ever being late. If I got a flat tire, got hit by a train, got in a wreck, I would still get there on time because I showed up hit so early. Hit by a train, really, Tom? Well, I'm just, you know, painting the worst case scenario. I tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, he's still like that today, believe I me. I am. Hey, listen, when you grow up, the youngest in the family of five show up in time or, you know, get ready to eat or else you get nothing. You guys, what is, uh, is your daily habits? Are you early arrivals or are you on time guys? Yeah, I'm an early arrival guy. Uh, I like to get in there early, you know, do some type of stretching, warming up, do a lift, get breakfast early. I don't know, I just like to get there a little earlier than, than most. I think I'm an early to just enough in he time late. guy. He's late, like, just, just, just I, don't, uh, you late. I, I, get in, I get in, you know, early. I have to get in early enough, you know, to eat uh, breakfast and stuff and just do what I have to do in the morning. But I, I'm a stay late guy, you know. I, um, I, I definitely stay a little bit late. I just, after practice, I literally sit in my locker and just stare and just, you know, just get my, just get myself together after practice or the long day and, you know, get in the tubs, things like that. I've always observed that, obviously, about Kyle in the locker room when the media kids, you, you sit there and you just, you take it all in a little bit. Yeah. And I, I'm thinking that you're, you're a thinker. You're just digesting the day, digesting what's going on, yeah. processing, and getting yourself into a certain place. Is that accurate? Yeah, that's, that's definitely it. Um, whether it be a good day, bad day of practice, something I want to do better, or just, uh, you know, just kind of you know, your body and your mind just tired just from working, just thinking all day, and you uh, just sit back and, I don't know, you just, I don't know, free your mind and you just relax. Uh, you know, a lot of times also, you know, you, you just look around and, you know, realize where you're at and, you know, that you worked your whole life for this to be here. So, um, you know, you get some moments there where you can just take that all in. 
but that's definitely something I enjoy. I get it. I feel like um, that's my personality a little bit, but yeah. Kyle, you're, you come from a football family. You have brothers that play in the NFL. Do you guys have similarities in your preparation and your and is it something that like they kind of gave you the message how to go about your business? Yeah, I uh, I think I compared a lot. I'm so I'm a little bit my my youngest brother Kendall. You know, he's the same position. You know, similar. You know, not too far from me. We played together in college, and we you know we all went to the same school, Virginia Tech. So we've kind of all in, in the same household. So we kind of all grew up. You know doing, you know, doing the same things, knowing the same thing. So I feel like we approach the approach the game the same way. You know, I can, I can kind of, you know, I could probably tell you what he's doing during the week. We'll probably have the same thought progress on how we're doing things and, uh, you know, what we're doing. So I definitely think we're very similar and it's helped us. All right, the reason that everybody had fun is you won, obviously, yeah. right? You guys put in the good work. But your head coach, Matt Nagy, he gave you the platform to have some fun. Yeah. When you see this man and you see him walk in the room for the first time at your team meeting in 2018, and we've all discussed this before, something clicked with you and your head coach as a team, a collective team. What was it? What started the process? And how that trust developed immediately with you guys to grow as you did as a football team. Charles? Um, you said when, we, when he first walked in, right? Um, it was just his energy. It was different. It was contagious. Um, you can tell he was passionate. He wanted to win. And he instilled some things in us that, you know, we still have to this day, like be you. And I know Cal himself, I'm myself. He said, don't shy away. Don't try to be nobody else. Just be who you are. And that's good enough. And be the best that you possibly can be. And we... Like this, that energy just, you know, was contagious. It fed through all throughout the whole locker room, and guys just bought in after that. I, uh, I just think of, you know, how comfortable he was in that situation that he was in. You know, just coming in as a first year head coach, um, like Leno said, he was passionate, and uh, you know, would do anything, you know, to be successful. And I think he, that's what, uh, that, that's what makes him a great coach. And uh, you know, he just, you know, like Leno said, and some of the things we used to go by last year, just being yourself. I think he was totally himself. You know, he didn't try to do more or less. And, uh, you know, he had those attributes that, you know, could bring a team together and get guys to work well. Um, and I think so far he's off to a good start. You know what's neat about Matt is Matt has significant playing experience, uh, both in the Arena League and college football. So if he's talking to a defensive back, he's a quarterback and he knows your responsibility. If he's talking to an offensive lineman, he knows your responsibilities and how important is this. It's got to be nice to, you know, Harry Heastan, he's your offensive line coach and your defensive back coach is going to help you out the most. But it's neat to have an, a head coach that's so relatable to both of your skills and how important they are. When he gets up there and talks to you, the message has got to be clear from him. Yeah, I think that's one thing. I think him being, you know, a, a quarterback and having played, I think that's a, that's a connection that he has with the players. And it's funny, too, because like, even when I look at this picture, when I see him, you know, he always seems like he has something going on in his head, and you never know. I feel like I'm the same way a little bit, so I kind of see it, and I'm always just looking at him like, you know, I wonder what he's over there thinking, because he's thinking about something. But, uh, yeah, he, uh, I think he just has a connection. Like, we can, I can, I, he can talk to me what I see, uh, you know, me being a defensive back, him being a quarterback. So that's good. You know, even I could probably learn a couple of things from him as well. What did you guys learn from the first loss to Green Bay opening night? 
from Matt and how it served you the rest of the season? Yeah, um, I remember that like it was yesterday. It was, it's one of 20, he told us. That's just one game. And we had a long season. And I don't know, like, in that locker room, we, we know we had something. It got taken away. But he reminded us, like, keep that feeling inside because we're going to we're gonna need that for later. And when he told us it was one loss and it was only one game, and just focus on the next one, don't worry about it, but always just remember it. Um, it stuck true to all the, all the guys in the locker room, and we remembered it when we went back on a December 16th. So it was just really, it was just a really good reminder. I think at that moment, I, I really saw his competitive, you know, how much he really wanted to win, but at the same time, understanding, you know, the type of game that it was and, you know, where we, where we were going, you know, by what we did that game, even though we lost. So, uh, and I think at the same time, just, you know, how composed he was, you know, he was mad and, you know, of course everybody wanted to win, but, um, you know, he was just, you know, just himself uh, getting guys, you know, to keep on doing what they've been doing and, you know, that things would turn around and he was, uh, he was pretty confident in that. In the short period of time that you guys have been in, you guys are still young guys. You've, got, you've gone through two different systems now. Kyle, you came out that San Francisco game, man. You got two interceptions. We're going, oh my God, this guy's going to have 20 interceptions in this system. But then things change for you. Yeah. And you, is for both of you guys, are do the systems that you're in now, do they benefit your skills? Or is it just you guys are the right fit for the systems that were brought in? Um, I think. I think it's uh it's all football, so it it definitely changes a little bit, but for the most part, it's the same. Um, I think, and it's funny, I was I've I was I've been talking to someone recently about it, just how I think back to my first and second year, and I'm like, I wish I knew what I knew now then, or you know, I just wish I had it as figured out as I you know I feel as much as I know now, I wish I knew it then because you know things would have, you know, you never know how, Is how it things Is it knowing what you know now back then that, like, the receiver routes, the type of personnel you're playing against? And, yeah. you know, you were inexperienced at the time, right. so some of it is a guessing game. Yeah, stuff like that, on the field, just off the field, just things to do, you know, throughout the week, just everything, on the field and off the field, um, you know, just your mindset and how you approach things, how you look at things. Um, I think, you know, a lot of that has to do with, uh, you know, just how, how guys are as players, you know, as they're, when they're rookies and, you know, we're five years in. Um, but, I mean, I think we've had, we've had, it's all football. We've had some great coaches. So, you know, we've, we've been able to, you know, just, to just grow, you know, each year. And that's, uh, that's, that's my goal. I think that's a lot of the players' goals on the team. Charles, for you, it's significant system change. Yeah. Um, it's, it's all, it comes down to me, I think, it's how you approach the game. Um, it's how you do the day-to-day -day throughout the week because every week's the same, but it's not. Um, it's the same as in we have practice on these days, we have uh, walkthroughs at this time, but every team is completely different. So if you keep the same regimen, the same routine, it can make it better for you and make it, uh, I would say, uh, not easier, but it'll make it more, you know, it can, you can get through the process a little bit better, you know. Um, and I think that was the biggest thing. Like when we were younger, we are just like, Rocking around the chickens with our head cut off, like, how, <laughs> where do we go next? What are we supposed to do? How do we get through this? Um, and now that we're older in the game, um, it's, it's easier to, to get into that routine because you know what you want to do. You know how to prepare. You know how to study. You know how to watch film. You know how to lift. All these different things. Well, these two guys, and I can say this uh, with, with a, a lot of conviction, these are two guys that you, you, 
I have great respect for, and I know you do as fans, uh, of guys who committed and grew and handled adversity to get where they are today, pro bowlers in the National Football League. Let's see some of their highlights this year. Uh, this takeaway defense was something else. Number one of the league in scoring defense. And the ball was coming out, Kyle Fuller. Break down some of this stuff with your teammates because the defense was hungry. Yeah, uh, I think that was definitely our mentality this year. Um, you know, just a lot of focus on, you know, not only just the ball, but just being in position. And uh, everybody, all 11 guys on the defense doing their job right. And when that happens, you know, th things like this will happen. Uh, you know, a lot of work, a lot of, a lot of time during the week on, you know, studying the offense, you know, to help us get in position. And guys just, you know, wanting to do everything to help the team win. Uh, like when you see those guys, you know, stripping the ball from players, um, they know that's going to help us win. So they're going to do everything they can to, I don't know, get the ball. You know how fun that is, watching that stuff, man? Even for you, right? Oh, my goodness. My coach, is, Harry's, like, trying to talk to me. He's like, Charles, you need to sit down. I'm like, no, coach, I got to watch this. You right, know what right. I mean? Like, yeah. it was so fun looking at these guys out here. It, it was, it was can, amazing. And we, it's funny because it you can tell how much fun we're having, like, in the game settings, like, with the celebration stuff, especially at home. But you can tell, like, with the, with the celebrations, you can see the fans in the background. Uh, you know, it's amazing. Like, I think this was the first year. Not only, like, was it the most fun, but – I think this year we really saw, you know, we saw it for the first time, you know, really because we were winning, just how, you know, electric, you know, Soldier right. Field can get. Here, Kyle, this, this one. Are you yeah. getting your shoe shine? Yeah, Is I was getting my shoe is? shine. <laughs> so who came up with that? Uh, I think Eddie did. I, I think Eddie did. It was funny because we saw the, uh, we saw the, I think we saw the TV copy and we were like, they didn't, they didn't get it. But I think it was, a, they had a video of it. But yeah, I was getting my shoe shine. Um, we reading had a couple. The reading the paper too. Reading the paper, yeah, <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. Um, was that? The, that was one of the first couple that we had. But uh, in your life, have you ever got your shoe shined at like one of the stands? I don't think so. No, I've <laughs> I've gone to a Nordstrom and uh, you know maybe may have needed something done to my shoes and thought about it, but I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've ever you know sat in the stand. I I think I've used some of the tools that maybe. Well, Charles, you know, we've seen you split out as a wide receiver and the different types of offensive formations. Eventually, I say that you're going to get your hands on a ball and possibly get a touchdown. Is there any design, is there any thought about the type of celebration you could have? Would you have to include all your other offensive linemen? Every single offensive lineman will be included, right. absolutely. And See, they got this thing in the works what, already, don't you? Where's the camp? Nagy, please, just one time. One time, please. I'm talking to you, man. Talking to the camera. Well, hey, this man was a heck of a basketball player back in the day, so we know he's got some good feet and some good hands. Here's some of these uh, trick plays in 2018. They were a great joy to watch. It, it kept us on our toes in the booth as well. You never knew what was coming next. Yeah, man, it was absolutely, uh, even in the meeting rooms, like when we're installing these plays, it's like, all right, what? Every week, it's like, what's next? Who's gonna get? Who's gonna get a? Who's gonna get a pass? Who's gonna get a catch? Who's gonna get a run? What kind of funky play is gonna be thrown in today? And we always come up with some funny names for stuff too. And uh, that was the first play of the season. I remember uh, that. Uh, that was the T formation. Um, George Hallis. Papa Bear. Papa left. Bear. Yeah, that was that was that started off the season last year. So it was really cool. No, it was kind of fun yesterday up on stage having the big man Akeem Hicks up here with William Perry to have the sell it. You know to 
you know, because we were in meetings the first time that all of a sudden Coach Ditka calls William and he comes waddling the length of the field to short yardage goal line period of the offense and he goes, William, you're going you're gonna to be in the backfield and all of a sudden it just sparked practice. So I think these are the things that really spark practice in the middle of seasons that kind of wear on. It's really fun for everybody. There's Big Brad Sowell, now a tight end. Maybe because of that play right there, right, yeah. fellas? He's athletic, so I could see it. He could drop a little bit of weight. He won't be too bad. Yeah. I think he'd be good for us. I mean, I, don't you love the, the idea, though, that so when you come into the league, or even when you were playing in high school and college, uh, you just want to be, especially the NFL, you want to be put in a, in a position to succeed. They evaluate your traits, your, your skill sets, and you hope that you're in a situation where they recognize exactly what you're going to be really good at. And that's really all you ask for as a player. Matt Nagy has such an open mind to get what every ounce of skill out of each individual on that team that he in no way puts somebody in a box and says, that's all you can do. As players, do you respect, appreciate that? And does that allow this team to grow in a different way because of it? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think another good thing that he does is, uh, you know, not trying to do too much. You know, he just, you know, like I said, not only being you, but, you know, he doesn't try to, you know, I don't know. Like I said, I mean, I guess it's pretty simple. Get anyone to do something that, you know, that's not good for them or will bring the best out of them. And um, I feel like that's a good trait to have as a, as a head coach, uh, as a coach, period. You know, just to, you know, know the guys that you have and let them, you know, go out. Trusting them and let them go out there and do what they what they know how to do. Yeah, it's really it's really like I'm gonna give you these tools and you go out there and work it. Yeah. Um, not we're not gonna force too much stuff on you. We're gonna simplify it as much as possible. Some weeks we may have a long install. Some weeks we may only have a very short install. And we're gonna be like this is how we're gonna attack it. We're gonna move fast and we're gonna be efficient. And it's, it depends every week um, in the offensive room. Uh, so I think he does a really good job of that. Um, and that's that's what it's all about. You got to be able to adapt and have your team adapt. And he I think he, I think he, tr you can tell that he, you know, that he trusts a lot of guys on the team. You know, uh, good player, bad play. Um, you know, he believes in you. He knows your, he knows that you'll come back and make a good play. Um, you know, so that's good. That's good to know. It's hard to put a finger on exactly what game clicked for you guys that the belief was truly like, okay, we're going places. I'm going to show the Rams game here because I thought that was a total domination. Would you guys agree that this one may have been it? You yeah. guys tore them up. I agree. If not the first one, this could have. This was definitely one. I feel like at this point in the season, you know, we were, you know, seeing that we would. I think being the playoffs for you know the first time in a little while, and uh, you know, I know as a defense approaching this game, like I said, you know, since the first game, we kind of. I feel like we have been growing. You know, showing what we could do. And I remember coming into this game, the Rams were like the top offense, and we were like, like we don't, like we weren't tripping, we didn't care, we knew, you know, that we'd be able to stop them, and uh, you know, it felt really good to really go out there and hold them. I think to what six points or something. Like, yeah. So that that was amazing. And that was uh, that atmosphere of the game. You know, I feel like it was the playoff like, you know, just to get us ready. That one, and also uh, Minnesota on the road. But um, you know, I think even in, I think I think looking forward. I think just like we, we could say these games, 
you know, is when it started clicking. I think last year, because we could, we'll be able to say, you know, that's when it started clicking, Todd, clicking for us. You know, Todd, Todd, Todd Gurley, 11 carries, 28 yards, lowest output of the season. Jared Goff, a 19-1 quarterback rating in that game, swiped four times, held the Rams to 215 yards, and uh, the offense did its job as well. And a lot of good times at Soldier Field you on know, that one. You think about both of your positions leading up to this game. Because of the pre-hype, it was Jared Goff and how well he's thrown the ball. Aaron Donald, that's all we heard about. This guy's going to be MVP for the next 10 years. It's kind of, it's kind of neat and gratifying to have that pressure on both of your positions yeah. and both have such a successful outing against them. When I was playing and we played against Reggie White, he would keep you up for a week because you were so intimidated by his greatness. But you guys kind of overcame both of those aspects. And Charles, how was it that week in preparation when Aaron Donald was getting so much hype? Oh, it was all focus. Um, like he said it earlier, we, we, took, we prepared for that game like it was a playoff game. And not like we don't others, but we knew we had to, this was the team to beat at that time. And we felt like, no, we're the team to beat at that time. So you're coming to our house. We want to protect Soldier Field, and we want to show you what we got. And that's that's what it was. Kyle, when when a team comes in with the hype, I I, I know it's twofold receiver quarterback, but does it go quarterback first, then to receivers, or is it hey D line? We need some pressure to to help us out. Ask the question again. One more. So when you get ready to play the Rams and the quarterbacks come in and he's got all these impressive stats leading up to it, is your focus from quarterback to receivers or is it from receiver to quarterback? Uh, to be honest, it's it's, it's really on the offense itself. I feel like those guys are just you know, those are the guys you know throwing and catching the ball. But I think you know I think it's more so. And it starts off with us, you know. That's what, uh, you know, Nagy always preaches. Um, but it, I think it just starts off with our 11 being the position, not really, not worrying about them. And then, uh, but in general, it's, it's really the offense itself, you know, not the quarterback. The, the quarterback's just throwing the ball, the receiver's just catching it, running the route that's in the offense. So, you know, to understand that and kind of, you know, be prepared for what they're going to do on offense, I think that's really, uh, that's more the focus. Charles Leno, your group last year, Pro Football Focus is a, an, an analyst uh, website that, that does a lot of great work, and a lot of NFL teams do use it uh, for reference and so forth. But second best pass blocking efficiency offensive line in the National Football League in 2018. Great job. And you're all back together, maybe in different spots. How critical is that continuity for you, and how good do you feel about it moving forward? Yeah, I feel great moving forward. Um, like the group of guys we have, we're all we're all tight, we're focused, we go to work every day extremely hard, and I don't know, it's just really cool being with the same group of guys because continuity is big. Um, when you have moving parts, it's hard to, um, for communication and, you know, just getting fits because as an offensive lineman, uh, you're working, you got to work together with somebody every single play. Uh, even though I might be on an island and blocking somebody by myself, I have to work with everybody on, all, on the line. All five of us work together. So with that continuity, it's great. We, we can call out things. We can, we can see things well before uh, it happens. And it's just, it's just good. Charles, when um, Khalil Mack came aboard, so you're going against Aaron Lynch, and you're going against Leonard Floyd and all the other different uh, outside rushers they have, Akeem and the whole crew. 
all of a sudden now you're practicing against him. Khalil Platt practices at a high level, whether you're doing one-on-ones or teamwork. Um, did, he, did he increase your, your practice concentration because he's the type of rusher that we all read about, I never get to play against, but you know, I've had experiences against guys like Lawrence Taylor. How is that on a practice atmosphere to help you become a better offensive tackle? Oh, definitely. It's, it's like iron sharpens iron, and he's like the iron of irons, you know. Uh, he's, uh, it's really good going against him at practice because he knows ex- he's like, I don't know how to explain it, but he has every single tool, but he also puts the work in to get better. So you have to be on your A game every single day, and I just have to focus on me and my technique just to stay in front of him and, and get blocks against him. Hey, Kyle, so when you know the defense front to back, so now you know that there's an aggressive rush on that side by Khalil and whoever he's working with. Does that change any thinking process about the tightness that maybe you want to coverage or how you will think the quarterback's going to see a little pressure in his face a little quicker? Not too much. Uh, it can a little bit in certain situations or certain coverages. But I think the biggest difference is, you know, you see a guy like, you know, Khalil, you know, just, you know, a great player, a great guy, and, uh, you know, going to practice every day, working hard, you know, it's kind of contagious, you know, makes you want to, you know, work on some of the little things that make you better. But, um, you know, when you, have, when you have guys like that up front, you just know that, you know, the more you work and the more you're, you're in position, you know, because of what they're doing up front, you know, there's going to be, you know, your room for error can get a little bit bigger or more like, you know, the you know, the ball may be in a position, you know, to be intercepted more often or something like that, or the ball may not be thrown. So, you know, just knowing that, you know, makes you feel comfortable. And, uh, you know, I think that just shows how, shows why, you know, you know, having all those guys, you know, doing their job and at a high level, uh, you know, make, makes it better. Kyle, tied for first in the NFL last year, seven interceptions. Uh, one of only a few players in the league who played at least a hundred or more man coverage snaps and did not miss a tackle. And that's significant because at the cornerback, look at him smiling. The cornerback position in the NFL, you got to tackle. Yeah. You got you to play, make plays on the ball, you got to cover, but you got to tackle. And that element of your game you brought here. Yeah, I, uh, I enjoyed tackling. Uh, I didn't know that stat. I, I, I think they gave me a couple, but I appreciate it. I, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I was never, I think from a young age, I kind of, you know, okay, I, I, I like to tackle, you know, I want to do it. So, uh, you know, it just, it just makes you better, it makes the team better. Um, you know, as, as, hard as, it, like, as hard as it is, like you said, you know, those open field tackles, those receivers, they're shifty these days, big, strong, fast. So um, it's definitely something that you have to. We only have two and a half minutes to go, so we're going to whip through this real quick. Yeah. Big time, good times go quickly, a, right? But well, I, so you, you, real quick, I, go ahead. You, all those interceptions you got. Listen, I've given up a sack, and I have sacks in my mind that I can still think about. Three-step drop sack mm-hmm. I gave up on Monday Night Football against the Broncos. Yep. Is there any bobbled interceptions that you're going, "Oh my God, this will haunt me," and for a couple of years? Uh, no. I think honestly, I think back to uh, how lucky I got to get the interception on Tom Brady. You know, not too many. It'll be like getting an interception on Peyton Manning, where. Uh, where you're like, okay, you, 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 you appreciate that one, um, you know, just from the quarterback that they are, but that's, that's really it. Sneak peek preview here, 2019 about to unfold. Uh, a great schedule. 
You got a new defensive coordinator. Tell us how it's going with Chuck Pagano, what the fans could look forward to. It's, and and yeah. then, Charles, tell us what's going on with you guys on the offense. Yeah, it's going well. Chuck Pagano is a great guy, great coach. He's going to come in. You know, we have the same guys on defense, so he's not going to change it up too, you know, too much. It's, you know, a lot of guys are still doing the same stuff. A little bit of new terminology, but, um, you know, things are still going well. They haven't changed a bit. Um, you know, I think that speaks to Coach Pagano and Coach Nagy, you know, just doing a good job of, you know, keeping things, you know, the way they are. Um, for the offense, it's less installed now because we already know the plays. So it's basically focusing in on what we need to do, um, our techniques, um, how we can get better, look at some things that we didn't do well, and just make that better for next year. Chasing great so we can see great celebrations in the locker room from Club Dub like this. What a good time it was in 2018. Let's keep it rolling, right, folks? Did that grow as well, the, the confidence to just let yourself free? Yeah. Oh, oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, you can see, like, just if you watch the videos, they get, like, more and more. It's like more people. We're all coming together more. It's just it starts getting more fun. You see more personalities come out. <laughs> it's, it's really cool. Anybody I don't, I don't any? ever think I've seen Fuller in this video. Yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm in there. Are you in there? I'm, I'm enjoying it, but I'm he not in there he dancing. It, but he's not it may dancing. be one or two where I, you know, I, I'm making a quick appearance, but yeah. that's about it. It was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, you just appreciate it. You know, the, all the hard work and each each week as the as the season went on. Uh, you you see tell. anybody dance that shouldn't dance? Uh, yeah, a couple coaches get in there, <laughs> <laughs> but it's all fun. Well, these guys right here uh, appreciate where they've come from because they're just a handful of guys that uh, have been here a while uh, from previous administrations. And guys like Sherrick McManus and Pat O'Donnell and Charles Leno Jr. and Kyle Fuller. So you guys appreciate the journey more than most. It, it was some tough times. And now yeah. you're starting to thrive. And the best is yet to come, I'd imagine. Yes, Thank you for being here. Thank you, Thank you for having us. Charles Leno Jr., Kyle Fuller. Thank you so much. 2019 Bears, ladies and gentlemen.